Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome to Healing Journeys Today. My name is Nikki Oshinsky-Weller, and I am really happy to be here with you today. Um, I believe that what God has me share with you is going to bless your socks off. It really did me, and I say that often, but I mean it. He's so timely for a now word for today. So, hi, hello, Um, welcome. Thanks for being here, guys. Uh, Today, the title of the message is From Your Head Into Your Heart. A personal revelation uh, and where God took this was a little bit different than what I anticipated when he first said let's talk about getting it from your head into your heart um, I have been written many times of people saying I know the truth of the Word of God I know he died 2,000 years ago for us he wants everybody healed I know it was done on the cross in my head but in my heart I don't think I believe that or I know the word of God says that God is love, um, but I don't feel like in my heart I truly believe that. How do I get it from up here to down here? I recently heard it said, the longest journey is the 18 inches from your head to your heart. And sometimes it can feel that way, especially when you're on a journey or in the middle of crud. Uh, So I was thinking about for myself as a church kid, Every Sunday we'd go to church, children's church and, and we'd get back in the car. My mom would say, what'd you learn today? What did they talk about? What was what were they sharing? And I'd say, oh, we talked about Noah's Ark. Or, oh, we talked about Mary and Martha. Or, you know, any number of things. Um, we, started, we talked about the Garden of Eden. Um, but one particular day I got back in the car and she said, what did you talk about? And instead of telling her what we were taught, which is the story of Jonah and the whale, I said... I realized we were talking about being obedient, about obeying, even when it's not what we want to do. And it that felt to me like it got from my head. I got a revelation of what God's word was actually trying to teach me, which was to have a heart of obedience, actually a heart of forgiveness if you search out that story. But that day, that is the piece of the story that I understood. And... I know that we want to mature and feel like we're growing, that we're learning, um, that we have this aha moment um, that it gets down into our heart. But it's God wants me to share with you how closely connected our heart is to our head. Um, 2 Corinthians 4, 3 through 4 says this, If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, It is hidden only from people who are perishing. That means the people who have not received Jesus for themselves. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. The blindness of truth, it's in our mind. It's in our thinking that it happens. Um... Hearts can become dim or hopeless or hardened by the choices that we make in our thinking mind. 
So it's not about turning off your mind and just receiving God fully in our heart. It's choosing in our mind to turn back to the Word of God, to trust that what Jesus did was enough, and that God, through the Holy Spirit, is going to get us every piece of knowledge that we need layer upon layer to receive more of Him. And it will be received through our mind, go into our heart, and as our heart is soft, made softened, um, it will grow, those seeds will grow, and it will produce life. But it's not about disengaging from our mind. It's about choosing with our mind while we keep our hearts soft and letting it get through us into our hearts. It's our soul man. It's the bridge between the spirit and the physical. Colin Smith said this, if you feel the gospel hasn't really changed you, you'll be tempted to keep looking for some kind of emotional experience that will. My husband and I call it the, the dessert lovers. You see the people that they chase conference after conference or word after word or worship service after worship service seeking an emotional experience that somehow produces maturity in them. I promise you, whatever they take away from those things will fade away unless it is hooked up to the daily choice in their mind to go back to the one who promised them in the first place, life. The one who promised them in the first place that what Jesus did was not just enough, but was more than enough. And who promised he would send us the great interpreter and comforter to walk with us in our path into maturity from here to there through our mind, into our heart. It's all connected. We are a three-part person for a reason, and God knew it, and he made the word of God and the journey with him to encompass all the parts of us. You're not just one day just going to be a heart walking around. You are a whole person who loves the word of God, who receives the truth of the word of God, who has a physical body, who likes country music or doesn't like country music, who likes spicy food or doesn't like spicy food, who loves to speak in tongues or who loves to sing in tongues, who loves to be quiet with the Lord or who likes to shout to the Lord. You are a whole person and he loves you. You're not going to shut off pieces of who you are and suddenly become, you're going to embrace him in every part of you and produce the life that you were called to do by the word of God in you. That's the truth. That is totally the truth. The truth doesn't need to get down in your heart. The truth that you choose to think about and how you perceive it based on your revelation of God needs to get bigger. That's the truth. Hebrews 11, or no, 10, 11 through 18 says, wait a minute, 10, 11 through 18. It says this, under the old covenant before Jesus, <clears throat> the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again, which can never take away sins. But our high priest offers himself to God as a single sacrifice for sins good for all time. Then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand, and there he waits until his, till his enemies are humbled and made a footstool under his feet. For by that one offering, he forever made, wait a minute, ooh, for, for that one offering, he forever made perfect those who are being made holy. The Holy Spirit also testifies that this is so, for he says, this is the new covenant. I will take with my people, make with my people on that day, 
says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. And then he says, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. And when sins have been forgiven, there is no need to offer any more sacrifices. I read that to say this. The takeaway is his word is written in our hearts. The gateway and where we choose is in our mind. We're not going to separate the two. The enemy wants you chasing some emotional experience that will instantly mature you. God wants the daily choosing in your mind of his truth and his ways to grow us into the true likeness of who we are. It's in the daily. And I know that sometimes that is really sucky for, I have no better word, the intentionality with every day we have to choose and some euphoric high that we just become this beautiful floating heart in the world. No, we are a whole person that has a free will because there's always free will and choice and love to choose God, to keep our hearts soft, to expect to see him, to acknowledge that what Jesus did is enough, that we don't have to make sacrifices, that we don't have to... um add anything we only have to accept what has already been done and as we do that we keep our hearts soft and those seeds grow and grow second corinthians 3 13 through 17 says this in the passion translation 13 through 17 i love the passion translation i go between this and the nlt i don't know what y'all read um, but that's where I hear the Lord. And for me, um, we are not like Moses who used a veil to hide the glory to keep the Israelites from staring at him as it faded away. Their minds were closed and hardened for even to this day, that same veil covers over the minds when they hear the words of the former covenant of the old covenant of hearing. If you only perceive the before Jesus before what he already did, there's this veil. You don't see things clearly. Back into this. The veil has not yet been lifted for them, for it is only eliminated when one is joined to the Messiah, Jesus. So until now, whenever the Old Testament is being read, the same blinding comes over their hearts. Not that we don't read the Old Testament, but we don't we we take it into the context of, re, of remembering Jesus, that it's a type and a shadow of what is to come. Jesus. But the moment one turns, this is verse 16, but the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, the veil is lifted and they see. Now the Lord, now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. And wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. Now that's some good news right there. Uh, When we turn to the Messiah, Jesus, we're changed that's the truth. We are, we look just like Jesus in our spirit. You have been changed. You have received him. If you've received Jesus as your Lord, if you've confessed with your mouth, you believe that Jesus died and rose again. You turned and you say, I want to walk in my life with you. I'm yours. You are mine. Uh, The moment we turn in our minds with an open heart, the veil is lifted and we see that's the truth. And the Holy Spirit, who is part of the Godhead, comes and he reveals the truth of the word of God. And you might say, but I don't see it. I don't see it. 
Yeah, you do. Turn back to the word of God. Any, any lies that are saying you don't hear God, you don't perceive revelation from the word of God, you need someone to feed you every day. No, you have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. You have the Holy Spirit. He loves you enough to guide you. You are not an exception to the rule. He did everything he needed to to get you into the fullness of life that he promised. Every bit. So this is what we choose in our mind and keeping our heart soft through our body as a whole person. Daily returning to the word of God and rejoicing, believing that Jesus paid the full price and it was enough to give us fullness of life, to deliver our families from threat, to restore friendships that were lost, to... uh, Fill us with the kindness to love the world around us that's not always kind. Daily. We don't do it daily. We're going to get our lunch eaten. But daily. We believe it's working. That it's producing fruit. That Jesus is enough. And he did enough. In fact, he is more than enough. And we don't add to it. We don't add to what Jesus did. No, no. We celebrate what Jesus did. Acknowledging that it was enough. One more thing. Second Philippians 4, 8 through 9 says this, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting them into practice, all that you've learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me and saw me doing, and then the God of peace will be with you. You will have a settled peace as you choose in your mind to remember what the word of God already said about you. And in your heart, you will receive it. You will will gain a personal revelation of God's love for you. You will receive the personal revelation that you are healed and that what Jesus provided was more than enough as you think on those things that are kind, lovely, and of good report of the truth of the word of God. As you receive it as a whole person, you choose in your physical body to focus on it, in your mind to return to it, even if it's a million times a day in the middle of a panic attack, you return back. You always have a choice. The enemy will say, no, you know what? So many things have been stolen from you. You don't even have a choice. You can't even choose to receive the word of God for yourself anymore. If you're too far gone, your brain's too injured, or your thoughts are too much, or the drugs are too hard, Guys, I have been this close to death. I have been where I could no longer write. I have been been where I could no longer read and remember what was written in front of me. I have been completely physically debilitated where I could not walk or sit up by myself or even feed myself anymore. But in that place, I could still choose to remember what was true and what was right and what was lovely and what was of good report. I could choose to listen to the Holy Spirit who's talked to me about life and of goodness and of promises and of a God who promises to be there wherever we go that came to give us life and abundant life. You can choose too and it will produce life as you choose in your body, as you choose in your mind and as you celebrate what is already done in your spirit. We have a choice and it will produce life and revelation And not mindless euphoria, 
but matured, settled hearts who have joy and the fruit of joy, which is strength for all our days. That's what we're called to have. So I hope that this blessed you. Uh, it blessed me very, very, very much. And uh, especially in thinking about my children, Lord, praying that they get personal revelation of who God is, that they don't live on my faith or their daddy's faith or grandma's faith or any, they get a, a revelation for themselves of who God is so that it will produce life in them. I can't, I pray for their hearts that remain soft, that they, they choose daily to, um, re, to even more receive the Jesus that's in their heart in every area of their life. But now I'm praying, Lord, in their mind, you meet them as they are so different from me and my husband. They're so different from each other that you meet them and show them how to choose you daily in their thoughts, in remembering your truth, in in perceiving the revelation through the Holy Spirit about what the Word of God says for them. That's also my prayer for you. God's so good. He loves you. He didn't forget you. He's talking to you. He's planted seeds in here that are just for you they're for everybody but there's there's poetry in here that speaks only to your heart that sparks something in you he planted seeds just for you in here and i hope that you turn in your heart and remember the truth and and allow your heart to stay soft so that those seeds can grow and grow and you can taste the fruit of the abundant life that God has for you that starts as seeds, as the seeds of what Jesus already did. So let me pray for y'all. Oh, come on, it's working, it's working. Um, Lord, we love you. Thank you that you remembered everyone, that we've never met one person that you didn't die for that you didn't finish the work of. I thank you that where eyes have been veiled to not perceive the full truth of what you've done, I thank you that the Holy Spirit is bringing that piece of revelation to hearts right now. Uh, where Your perception of what is big and um, a true threat is shrunk down in comparison to your perception of the God of the word of the Messiah who finished it. Lord, we choose you. Thank you, Jesus, that you are enough, that you are more than enough. Thank you, Jesus, that hearts are softened as they look at your face, as they remember your goodness and your kindness. I thank you that the lies of the enemy that would separate us from the complete and finished work are silenced now as we remember the truth of the word of God. I see somebody, you you keep, oh, my alarm's going off. I see someone getting up early, early in the morning um, to get into the Word of God because, not because you're hungry for the Word of God, but you feel like you haven't received enough. And yes, you need to get bigger in your picture of who God is and you need to receive um, a greater understanding of God's love for you to walk you into the fullness of it. But it's not the hours, it's the daily choosing while you're doing your laundry while you're driving your car when something triggers your heart to want to feel abandoned or or not enough you turn back in your heart and you say thank you lord that you first chose me 
the greater is he that is in me than anything in this world. Thank you, Lord, that the peace I need for today you give me and it produces life and that you are walking me into the path of maturity to receive everything you have for me. God's going to take weight off of you that was not God. Um, But God loves your heart and that you've already chosen. You know Jesus is the way. And now he wants to hook you up to the ease of the yoke of being hooked up to Jesus. Um, I see people, every knuckle in your hand has been affected by arthritis. And uh, God is restoring it now as you rest in the finished work of Jesus. I see a father who God is giving you a revelation of the father's love as you return to the word of God. And you're going to be able to communicate with your children like you've never been able to communicate. You're going to walk in a kindness that's bold towards your children that's going to produce life in them. I see heavy hearts being exchanged for hearts that rejoice in the promises of God. Um, The Holy Spirit is actually bringing to you songs that sing of God's promises. And it's going to bring a lightness and a refreshing to your heart. It's going to delight the heart of the Father too. But it's also, if we choose to worship, as we choose to worship, our hearts are made lighter as God is made bigger. It's awesome. So return to worship. Choose to worship and praise Him. Even if it's under your breath or in your heart or loud and big or in your shower or while you go pee, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Choose. And that exchange will be made. It's not a work. It's a choice. It's the thing that goes from we choose in our head and it keeps our hearts soft and the things grow. Lord, I thank you for every seed that was planted so long ago. I thank you for the hearts of these people that are here. I know these are people who are seeking after you and truth. And I thank you that those they start seeing fruits in places that they, they know seeds have been planted for so long. Why don't we see fruit? I thank you that we don't have to worry about the seeds in the ground, but in seed time and then in harvest time, they will see it perfect, beautiful, abundant fruit. I thank you for that. We rejoice in it even now that we will see the harvest. We will celebrate the harvest and your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Well, thank you for being here today. Thank you for letting me share what was on my heart. And I I um, expect to hear of the fruit in your life as you choose in your whole person to choose God. And to believe what Jesus did is enough. So I love y'all. See you next week. Thank you. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes... We are healed. God bless you.